Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking podcast, freaking Spotify and freaking SoundCloud if anyone freaking wants to know. <gasps> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Moss Man Lofton and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Darkman Sargus and bringing up the rear we have Doug the Slug freaking Jordan all via the great satellite in the sky, Satellite New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. <gasps> weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke, and I find myself huddled over a warm. Glow. The warmth is being produced by a flickering, a radiant grouping of flickering and dancing flames. I play with the flames. I test them. I watch them as they dance before me. Flick at them and they flick back at me and I lower my mouth to give them a big old kiss, and what is this? My face, it is burning. I shun away and look all around me at a large gathering. Brightly colored packages sit before me, and there is a clown making an obscene gesture. I say, get the hell out of here! You are not invited. The clown becomes vigorous in his actions. I lower my head and stare back at the flames. Wish it all away, I want. Get rid of it all. Send it back to whence it came. I inhale deeply. And I exhale. When those flames are extinguished and the smoke billows up to my eyes, I raise my head and there, the clown, inches away from my face. And I can see that behind all that makeup and all those whistles and all those horns, Dawson sits waiting. His mouth opens and swallows me down. And then I wake up. (laughs) Thought I'd get that off my chest, top of the hour. like a pretty typical um visage as far as um you're freaking particular uh 
visits are concerned, um, this one sounds uh, rather rudiment, uh, rudimentary. Rudiment um, sounds pretty freaking commonplace. Uh, freaking, uh, it is my birthday. And I suspect that I had this dream because last night at the stroke of midnight, I made myself an entire birthday cake. And before drifting off into dreamland to escape from this mortar coil I am thrust upon, I ate the entire cake and finished the frosting that was left over. What? It was a lemon cake with a raw egg in the middle for prosperity and hope in the years to come. Did you frost over the raw egg? Or? Yes. I hid it from myself. Afraid what kind of I w- what it was a vanilla lemon frosting. Doug Jordan, if you must know. Was it like a buttercream or yes. a cream cheese? No, it was buttercream. It was heavy buttercream and it was very it's thick. A lot of sugar. Yeah, a lot typically, of sugar. I mean, I mean, typically, Doug, I, you, you put vegan cream cheese on your vegan cake. Well, no, you got cream cheese frosting. No, cream yeah, cheese goes on your bagel, Doug Jordan. You, you put a cream put cheese a cream on a bagel. On your bagel. Yeah, it's called no, a schmear, I mean, a pap schmear. But sometimes there's cream cheese frosting. You make a frosting with cream cheese. That's, that's disgusting. Just cream cheese and sugar. Put cream cheese on your bagel. Well, Jesus Louise, weakers and tweakers, it is my birthday. I am very, very old and very, very Happy young birthday. still. Thank, thank you, Doug. God bless you. Now, we had a very, thank you for the a very significant week and a very arduous week and one that Sandy the Sangmang Vargas can tell you all about. Want me to do that right now? Yeah, but unless you have something else. I'm bringing it. No, I'm bringing it. Um, I'm bringing. I'm bringing. I'm bringing Diggins. I'm bringing drunk. Um, and thank you for the man. Thank you for the ringing buzzing. Um, Jesus, what was the ringing question? And how was your week? Um, it was freaking arduous to say the freaking least. Um, I'm, I feel that this, this most freaking week was a week of great freaking significance. Uh, I, I, as weakers and tweakers recall, um, the week freaking prior, I, I made my freaking resolution known, uh, my new year's resolution, uh, to become freaking prosperous, uh, to be, to get freaking prosperity, um, back into my freaking into my freaking finger uh, tips and to freaking stuff down my freaking loins. Um, uh, and though no uh, forward freaking movement has been made on that freaking front, um, it was a freaking week of great freaking significance, nonetheless. Yeah, and God bless you. Can you get to the point, please? Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, I had a freaking dream. Uh, a, a freaking fleeting dream it was, but I freaking dreamed nonetheless. A visit. It was a dream that, please, don't freaking interrupt me. It's a, vis- a visage? Shut the f*** up, Doug. Please. Okay. It was it was a visage. And it freaking shook me to my freaking core. In so many ways, it seemed so foreign, but... And in other ways, it seemed like something that had been festering within me for Lord knows how long. 
in this rigging dream, I was I was in a rigging what appeared to be a rigging gymnasium, and there were rigging red rigging curtains on the rigging stage, and the curtains rigging opened up, and there were rigging people in, in brightly colored rigging costumes and and rigging large rigging masks with. Uh, elongated freaking proboscises. Um, elongated freaking proboscis. Uh, elongated freaking proboscises. Uh, freaking beaks. Uh, long, narrow, slender freaking beaks. And the people on the stage were freaking prancing and and flailing with long freaking colorful freaking um, uh, freaking scarves. And there was a freaking beautiful backdrop set. Um, paint a painted freaking backdrop that looked like the freaking the freaking rivers of freaking Venice and I was alone in this freaking gymnasium watching the freaking play unfold and at a certain point the freaking curtain closed and a young boy on freaking crutches approached me in this freaking gymnasium and said that was such a that was an amazing what an amazing sight to behold Who, whoever whoever created this play and I looked down at the little boy on crutches, and I offered him a bowl of freaking porridge, and I said, it was, it, it was I. I freaking created this freaking, uh, this freaking play. And then I freaking, and then I freaking woke up. Yeah, I am failing to see the significance in that parable that you so eloquently told. Um, yeah, I wasn't freaking done speaking. Um, so actually you're freaking interrupting me and, um, and I don't freaking appreciate it. Uh, what I'm freaking trying to say is though I have made my freaking resolution was to, uh, obtain freaking prosperity, uh, through my freaking DJing, my burgeoning freaking DJ freaking career. Unfortunately, I feel now that I need to, to once again, freaking put that on the freaking proverbial freaking back burner and... Go after a, a new freaking goal. Um, I, I believe there is a freaking play inside of me that I need to freaking write, freaking produce, and freaking direct and put on at a freaking local theater. With people dancing around with large dangly Johnsons hanging off the end of their noses and weird uh, dark freaking, satanic sexual themes? Uh, perhaps. Uh, I don't freaking remember the freaking, the much of the freaking play that I watched in my freaking dream because in my dream I was freaking very freaking drunk. Um, I was very freaking drunk in real life as well. Um, I actually woke up and realized I had freaking wet the freaking bed, uh, freaking myself. Um, nevertheless, uh, I will wait for that freaking inspiration to freaking dawn on me. And if there are freaking, um, sexual freaking themes, if freaking Dangley Johnson's, uh, need to freaking abound, I will write the play as freaking such. Um, I have not freaking begun to write it. Um, but I am getting ready to start freaking thinking about it. And it will be done. Sandy Fargus and I shall write a play and produce it and direct it. And it will be the greatest work of art. A masterpiece is what it will be. And it shall be done. And and a a masterpiece. It will freaking be. Um, if, if you, um, stay freaking far away from it. Um, because with, if you look, 
in the dream, you were freaking nowhere to be freaking seen. Um, although perhaps behind a, one a, of those masks, sir. I have the faintest recollection of a of a freaking um, piece of paper freaking tacked on the wall of the, the gymnasium that said freaking wanted, freaking dead or alive, and a picture of you with a freaking scraggly beard, um, and it said want it said wanted for freaking murder. Um, in this freaking scenario, I suppose you you would probably not be able to freaking direct and write and produce a freaking play. Hmm. Well, nevertheless, help you will need and help you shall have. So, for Weakers and Tweakers, look forward to that. I'm thinking a release date, perhaps the 5th of May, 2024. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I would like to, excuse me, Doug, what? Is a play about birds? I don't know if it will be about freaking birds. I mean, obviously, when you freaking said that, I freaking have a freaking chill down my freaking spine. Perhaps the play should be about birds. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, how are you going to get so all those birds into a gymnasium? I don't even know. I don't even know where there's freaking is a freaking gymnasium. Um, so obviously, this conversation is freaking stressing me out uh, quite a freaking bit because I realize I have quite a lot of freaking work to be, get done, and you seem to have just freaking confirmed a freaking uh, opening day of freaking May fifth. So there's quite a lot that I have to read and start thinking about. Well, I don't understand why Doug Jordan thinks it should be about birds. Well, because he said there were people with freaking large proboscises in the dream. So I was figuring maybe that was the costumes. I believe prob- perhaps they were supposed to be birds. Okay. That it, yeah, and it shall be written. And a masterful work of art it will be. Doug Jordan, before we get bogged down by this great undertaking Sandy and I have pledged to be a part of. I think of. just Sandy pledged to be a part and of it. I don't, yeah. I don't God think it's bless be you thing. both for being here. I would like to know, Doug Jordan, how was your week? How horny are you? Maybe a blessing you would share with us as a blessing has been shared upon you tenfold. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the blessing, uh, and I wish to not regard uh, talk about my horniness upon the ra- upon thine radio uh, show ever. So please don't ask me that anymore. And um, my week was fine. Uh, I didn't really have any sort of a visage or a spiritual uh, sort of awakening. Uh, thank you for the freaking blessing. Yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, and happy birthday to Taylor Lofton. Oh, yeah, man. Happy birthday, Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. I got a new snowblower. So that's all that I did this week. And a snowblower it was and is. For Weakers and Tweakers, Doug Jordan allowed me to view the unveiling, the ribbon cutting on his snowblower. As he blew the first strip down his narrow driveway, that seems perfectly reasonable to shovel without the use of a snowblower. Well, it's going to get bad, you know, around here in, in upstate New York or, you know, western New York, whatever you want to call it. It gets pretty freaking bad. So when it does get freaking bad, I then I got a freaking snowblower. Blow the snow. I call and it had Finger Lakes past. region. Sorry. What? I've had them in the past and, you know, uh, the last one I had, uh, unfortunately, uh, passed away, uh, after much tinkering and having it for, you know, I think 
close to 20 years, uh, I had that old snowblower. So I finally decided to, to put it to, to rest and get a, a new snowblower. Well, the thing is for Uyghurs and tweakers out there, that was a perfectly good use of machinery. It just wasn't taken care of properly. And everybody knows that if you have anything that has four strokes or more, and believe me, this thing had more than four strokes. I used to turn it on and just sit on top of it and let the vibrations enter through my body. And the gyrations would cause a, a, a swelling in the lower region and create quite a sensuous uh, orgasmic experience. Now, these things need to have the oil change. And Doug Jordan never oiled, cha- never changed the oil. No, I took pretty pretty good care of it. I mean, it might have failed uh, eventually due to the fact that you were turning it on and sitting on top of it for a period of time. Uh, now that you're pointing that out on the radio. That might be a reason why it ended up ultimately going to the big pile of snow in the sky. Well, nevertheless, Doug Jordan, there is something interesting that I noticed when I came to the great unveiling. Sandy drunk as the Dickens as he was, your wife taking care of Sandy as he was becoming sick with himself. I decided to venture forth into the home. Usually the garage is where I am relinquished to or the backyard. But this day I decided to enter the home and I made my way down to the basement to gaze upon the great slot car track that you are creating. The model. You, the town. I just want to point out, you come into my home all the freaking time. Sometimes without even freaking asking. Well, so I don't know what you're talking about. It's only your link relinquished to the freaking garage in the freaking backyard. Oh, yeah. you, you come in my house sometimes when everybody's freaking asleep. Well, not as much as I would that. like is what I'm saying. May okay, I say continue. that? Thank you and for the blessing. It's well, God bless you. Now, thank you for the blessing. What I saw when I gave my eyes upon the slot guard track was that Doug in his model making and recreation of his kingdom that he made his small neighborhood and then the Ortego grill which is prosperous in his dreamland it's more uh, of a community than a kingdom there was a tiny miniature figurine of Doug Jordan himself and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and Bermuda shorts and sunglasses and in his arms a surfboard and a beach towel. Now, it was obvious, great painstaking detail. This thing was crafted, this miniature Doug Jordan. I find myself questioning many things about you in this moment, Doug. Never have you mentioned here that you once were or ever wished to be a surfer. And now in this dreamland, that's what you are. A beach bum. Well, let me just point out that that is, that is the mayor Doug that you're seeing. So that's, that's the version of myself as the mayor and the mayor, uh, when he's not doing his duties, uh, of taking care of the town, he likes to surf. He likes to go surfing. On the weekends, he likes to feel the waves. He likes the ocean, the crash of the ocean, the sand of the beach beneath his toes. The thrill uh, that he gets riding such great waves uh, that are on the beach. 
that's, I mean, that's Mayor Doug hmm. for you. Well, that's very freaking interesting. I that is very freaking interesting. I did also notice that there was a half sort of man, half whale that had seemed to be melted with some sort of heating element. A deformity, a, a circus freak that had escaped from the local asylum that you had maybe created, and I wondered where that inspiration came from to build that and include that in your town. And and what did you name this figurine? Taylor. Hmm. That's very freaking interesting. Hey, you know, it's just a name, just, you know, I, I talked to a guy named Taylor a lot in my life. I just, you know, figured might as well name this fish person uh, Taylor. Whale person. Well, yeah, but I mean, the species is technically fish people. Well, it's a globule if I ever saw one and a very unbecoming rendering of my visits and mine image and my apparition, if you will, and I am greatly offended that you would sculpt such a beast in thine image to look as the atrocity that you had made. Well, you just share the same name. You know, the inspiration just kind of struck me. Oh, I'll call him Taylor. I wasn't thinking, no, this I'm going to make a version of Taylor that looks that's half whale and a freaking blob. No, it's Taylor, the fish person. He has a headset on and he's talking into a microphone, Doug Jordan. Yeah, maybe he has a radio show. On W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester. I don't know how you could. Maybe, maybe it. Maybe it should be called uh, Whalo LGBTQ because he's part freaking whale. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking week full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have one quick segment for you now. Today is your birthday, you shout with glee. This is the day that should be all about me. People will swarm and show up in droves. You'll be driven from bread, be driven from home. The people will chase and tear at your garb. Not out of hatred, they mean you no harm. But soon you run naked through the streets of Galilee. Your breast it is bare, Dangly Johnson swings free. But you keep on running as the throng it grows thicker and becomes unruly like those consumed by brown liquor. And when you stumble and fall, you fear it is the end as the crowd throws upon your bulbous reared end. In the moment you wish that you had something to hold dear, something to pull your thoughts in and push away the fear. So if it is your birthday, your friends should consult the Our Week's Guide to Accessories. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees, what we're going to do is kind of enliven the discussion about potential accessories, things that you can wear with you that aren't clothing, but that are similar to clothing, and to kind of talk about 2024 trends in the upcoming trendy new year. 
this is about birthday accessories? Like party hats and no. poppers? Balloons? I'm just saying we're going to talk about accessories and if it did happen to be your birthday, maybe it would be a good birthday gift. Today is your birthday. Yeah. So this is just a, a segment about kind of gifts that you want for your birthday? What, accessories what, that he might want for his birthday. Well, n- you, nevertheless, it could be for anyone, Weakers and tweakers out there. We don't do this show for ourselves. We do it for the great listeners of Rochester, New York, and in the great beyond. So without further freaking ado, I will start hats. Hats have always been very popular. Hats can be big and hats can be tall. Hats can be short and hats can be small, but what makes a hat important is its uniqueness. I myself have not found yet the right hat. I have thought many times about getting a top hat similar to the one that Slash wears. Alas, those are very expensive and also very large. Now, if it's not hats you like, then um, maybe a nice bag, a sash, or a brooch. Go around your wrist. Wait a minute. Are we going to get a turn to name an accessory, or is this segment just you listing off accessories that you want? Well, no. I mean, I wasn't finished, but please, I, if you have any suggestions. Um... Maybe like a pair of uh, fingerless gloves. For rifling through a dumpster. So this uh, is for this is for you because you you immediately I mentioned fingerless gloves, and you immediately imagined yourself wearing the fingerless gloves rifling through a dumpster. Yeah, well, it is only commonplace to imagine yourself in the object of your desire. I would love a pair. Now, Doug Jordan, thoughts about what accessories you could possibly see me wearing? You mean accessories that I can get you for your birthday? Or anyone for their birthday, I should say. Yeah, maybe um, a scarf that's as big as a blanket. Something that, like, Lenny Kravitz would wear. You ever seen him wear the, the, the scarf that's as big as a freaking blanket. Yeah. Absolutely freaking like, hilarious. Sounds like that's not something that you're interested in, though. No. What about a sass? What about, like, a nice sass? Do you wear a sass around your waist or around your neck? Or do you drape well, it I along think... your shoulders? Doug Jordan, please. Well, it's... I don't know. I think a sash is... Isn't a sash... I think the sash you wear across your chest, you would yeah. like a um, like a Miss America freaking peasant would have. I think they're all wearing freaking sashes. Hmm. Yeah, or like a baby New Year, a baby New Year type thing, right? What the heck is, what the heck is a freaking baby New Year? He's baby New Year. Every New Year, he comes out. He's got a little top hat. He's got a sash on. He's wearing a diaper. What the How hell are you, are you talking about? about? From the it was from the, the Rudolph Saves Christmas. There was freaking Baby New Year, and they had to save Baby freaking New Year. Hang on a second. Why is Rudolph concerned with New Year 
when if he has to save Christmas, New Year's hasn't even happened yet. Maybe it wasn't called New Rudolph Saves Christmas, but maybe it's called Rudolph Saves Baby New Year. Maybe sandals for when the weather gets hot. So you want sandals, a top hat that Slash would wear, and a sash. And a and a brooch. You did mention a brooch as well. And a bag. And a brooch. Yeah. A handbag. Yeah. I think if I had to get rid of one, I'd probably forego the sandals. What kind of sandals? Open toe sandals or closed toe sandals? He just said he didn't want the sandals, Doug. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, please. It's your birthday. God bless you. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freakers. It's about a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast. You also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, stars like Billie Eilish, Emma Stone, and more whisked themselves off to glorious and glamorous after parties in the triumvirate wake of the Golden Globes, according to E! News. After the winners took center stage and the losers left in dismay, Hollywood's hot and sexy elite made their way to the post-show after parties. These parties featured plunging necklines, dubious daring do's, and seriously sexy co-eds from across the silver screen. Some of the guests that attended were Andrew Scott, Coleman Domingo, Ellie Wong, Charles Melton, Elizabeth Chavaris Ailey, Ted Sarandos, Joe Coy, Elizabeth DeBicke, Matthew Rees, Barry Gagan, A.O. Elderberry, Brandon Hunt, Yargos Lambdo, Lily Gladstone, Sunrise Coigny, Jason Ralph, and Rachel Branchana. So, Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Blessed are thee and those that celebrate a great featuring they had on television the other night for the Golden Globalists. And a great undertaking it was, and I commence all those that were in the background, but the stars that shine so bright were those that we spoke of here tonight. And I could go through the list again, but I believe Sandy the Sandman Vargas has a query to add. I have a, I'm sorry, I have a freaking query to add? Or a statement? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I could talk about some of the freaking sexy Hollywood uh, co-eds. I guess I don't really know why this is a, what is this news story? Well, there was a lot of fodder going on after the Golden Globes, and I didn't really want to write any of those stories, so I just did the one about the after party, included a bunch of sexy celebs. Yeah. I mean, no freaking get me wrong. I'm, I I obviously am, and in my mind, freaking whisked away to this freaking party, and I'm beside freaking Coleman Domingo and freaking Riorgo's Lamb Show. Um... And I'm freaking part, and I'm right there freaking with them, and they're congratulating me on my new freaking hit play. Uh, and they and they're saying, 
and I've and I've got my Regan arms filled with Regan Globin Golden Golden Globin uh, Golden Globers, and and I'm and I'm Regan and Regan up and you Regan guess I guess who comes by, uh, and, and says me uh, meet me meet me in my Regan hotel room to Regan have sex with me. It's Regan early Regan Gladstone, and I say um, yes I Regan will. I could see myself going down on Sunrise Coigny. Okay. Doug Jordan, your thoughts now, please. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. Uh, what do you want me to say about this story? Well, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I mean, obviously, Elizabeth DeBecky, Matthew Reese, Barry Kagan, Jason Ralph, Rachel Bronzanon. Who do you find compelling of the group? And if it you were at the party, whose neckline would you be plunging down? I'm not really familiar with a lot of these people. I, I you know I know I know uh, Joe, uh, Joe Coy. I guess it'd probably be fun to drink a beer with uh, Joe Coy. Who the hell is that? I don't know who that is. She's a freaking. I'm pretty sure she's another freaking um, uh, sexy freaking starlet. If I'm being freaking honest with you, God bless he's a com- He is a comedian. He is a, and he's. I think he's in his forties or fifties. Oh, hmm. Maybe I was thinking about. I guess maybe I was thinking about freaking sunrise going knee. I don't know. I feel like we kind of sucked the milk right out of this story. Yeah, that one you can put a freaking bow on it. Um, yeah. Because I think Weaver can pretty much covered it. Sucked it right dry, Doug Jordan. Last week, frustrated Indian food delivery driver headed out on a horse after fuel shortages, according to The Guardian. An Indian food delivery driver frustrated by long queues for petrol has resorted to horsepower to make his deliveries. A video clip shows the man trotting through the busy streets of High Beer Dad. High Dear Beer Dad. Hyderabad in southern India on Bay Horse with the distinct reg bag of the food delivery Abzamato, the Indian equivalent of Deliveroo, dangling behind his sack. There were long queues at petrol pumps in the city and traffic jams on Tuesday after a brief trucker strike caused fuel shortages. The truck drivers were protesting against a proposed law that would impose heavy fines and 10-year jail sentences in hit-and-run incidents. In hit-and-run incidents, they called off the strike after government said it would consult the drivers before going ahead. So, geez, Louise, down in my knees. Indian guy on a horse delivering food. Absolutely freaking hilarious. At the same time, I hope the truckers resolve their issues before the fuel strike continues. Need I say more? Uh, oh, what were you going to say? No, I, was I, gonna say it. I wasn't going to say anything. I've seen clips of uh, Indian movies where they get, they the the guy he's on a, he's on a horseback in a police chase, and he freaking pulls the reins back on the horse and he freaking slides under underneath the freaking semi truck on the freaking horse. So these guys know how to ride horses. 
there's nothing interesting about what I just said or I'm thinking about it, Doug Jordan. It's very freaking interesting, yes. I just haven't formulated a thought yet. Yeah, it was just a yeah, I thought it was a cool a cool right. scene. You know, you see guys on motorcycles maybe do that or in Fast and Furious, they're in little low little cars. They do it, but this guy did it on a freaking horse. I know. That's what I'm thinking about. You're saying the guys on Eddie's a motto should give him a freaking job. Well, the horseback rider did work for Zamato. Yeah, but they they should call him up because he could freaking deliver food probably freaking anything. Call wait, call who up, Doug? The guy from the movie who did the the horse the horse under the truck. The, the food delivery service should call that guy because he did something cool on a horse in a movie freaking twenty or thirty years ago. We'll get him a job. I don't think it was twenty or thirty years. I think it was maybe. Ten. Doug Jordan, I don't know. I've never, I've, I've never seen the freaking movie that you're talking about. It sounds absolutely awful. I, it would be the guy as though... just delivering the food very quickly, even though there's the freaking fuel shortage because he can freaking deliver quickly on the horse. I don't understand. I am sorry. I am lost in your verbose, ineloquent story that I seem to be all jarbled. I don't know if. Let me tell you a story, Doug Jordan, and I think I've talked about it before. My grandfather had a stroke on my birthday, and it was... Today is your birthday, yes. And I am reminded of this day because Mm -hmm. it is my birthday. But my grandfather had a stroke right after I blew out the candles, and it ruined my birthday. And it ruined my grandfather, to be honest with you. He wasn't ever verbal again. And he couldn't eat on his own. And it ruined my grandmother, too, because he was quite the burden to her after that moment and then on forth. Now, some of the signs he showed then I am seeing in you now. Because you read a story on the radio about an Indian delivery driver that used a horse to deliver food instead, and I brought up something about a movie in an Indian film where a guy rides a freaking horse and he ducks under a freaking truck. That reminds you of your grandfather who had a freaking stroke on your birthday? Well, not when you put it that way, no. My grandfather was a very loving man and a very forgiving man. And he ultimately succumbed to clogged arteries and a withering brain. But it sounds I, uh, like you just want to talk about your birthday. Yeah, well... I, I um... I saw a freaking movie once where the uh, there's a talking ho- horse who gives freaking Bobcat Goldthwait freaking uh, stock tips. Should get him a job on it's called Wall Street. Please don't interrupt me. It was called Hot to Trot. John Candy is the voice of the freaking horse. So if we're naming freaking movies about freaking horses, I that was that is that was my freaking choice. Yeah. Hilarious freaking movie. Well, if we were gonna do a whole segment on great movie horses, I would have said Hidalgo, obviously. Best movie horse there ever was. What about Sea Biscuit? No. Sea Biscuit sucked. Yeah, but he was a movie he was a great movie horse. Um the freaking terrible movie horse, Doug. Terrible movie, terrible horse. They had to put the freaking horse down after that freaking movie. Half of the movie yeah, is just CGI positive. horse. 
Box office freaking, freaking bomb. They had to freaking they had to freaking put a they had to freaking blow its head off, Doug. They ended up sticking its head on the stick and doing half of the freaking movie with a little guy holding the head on a stick, Doug Jordan. It was a jockey, Doug. I don't think any of this is true. Well, you can look it up. So yeah, I will. Last week, 62-year-old Western Australian woman was permitted to have sperm removed from her dead husband, according to The Guardian. The woman has been given permission by the Western Australian Supreme Court to remove the semen from her dead husband for possible use in posthumous fertilization. According to reports, the woman made an urgent court application after the death of her 61-year-old late husband last year. Her husband's body was taken to Sir Charles Gardner Hospital, but the court heard that the woman was forced to apply for an order after the hospital did not promptly make a designated officer available to handle her request for sperm to be removed from her husband's body and stored while it remained viable. The couple had spoken about having another child, but a fertility expert advised the woman she could not conceive due to her age. The court heard that a 20-year-old cousin had volunteered to be a surrogate for the couple in an IVF procedure, but they live overseas, and the woman said she believed the couple would have been legally required to live in the country for a period of time before going ahead. Western Australia does not currently allow posthumous fertilization. To take the next step and use the material, the woman must apply to have it transferred to another jurisdiction that allowed the proceeds here. So, geez Louise down in my knees. This reminds me of the movie Ghost Dad. Now, the guy is not yet a father. But even in death, he has the power to be. Dangling between his legs, he has a tremendous power. But he does not have the decision on how that power will be handled. Doug, I know I can see in the look of your eyes you're not following. Imagine you have a gun. And in that gun you have a bullet. And that bullet can cause tremendous wealth and world peace and end to hunger. But it can also cause tremendous death. And then you die, and they pull that bullet from your loins and place it in a gun and give it to your wife, who, by all likely accounts, is the reason that you died. Poisoned you through your food. Chopped up your chicken nuggets and put some arsenic in it, Doug Jordan. They make it out of apple seeds. Are you speaking to me, or are you just kind of talking and just saying my name like you do sometimes? Well, it was... It got carried away from me a bit here. We've had some issues here, and our communication and fodder has been subject to those issues, but nevertheless, I believe I asked you a question. Imagine. Now I... Ask that you imagine and respond according to the imagination that you have based on what I said about the bullet being extracted from the dead man's p- and 
you being that dead man, your wife being the one that poisoned you by chopping your chicken nuggets and putting arsenic in it. If that was a question, I had absolutely no idea that was a freaking question. It kind of just felt like you went off on a rant for a minute. You just kept saying my name over and over again. Why don't you just go ahead and imagine it for for one freaking second, and then you can freaking answer the question. See, I, but the thing is, I understood the story before he even went on, on the off on a tangent. I, I can tell that you're not exactly. freaking imagining it right now, though. So just give yourself a freaking moment. Close your eyes if you freaking must. Freaking imagine it. Imagine that whole freaking scenario where you're a freaking dead man and you've had a bullet extracted from your penis by your freaking wife who killed you by poisoning your chicken nuggets. And then from there, when you're done freaking imagining it, go ahead and freaking answer the question. What is the, what is the question? I guess I don't understand what the question is. Well, I can't tell you until you imagine it. Yeah, I, I'm imagining the scenario, but I don't understand what the question that you're asking me about it is. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. But what is the question? My wife killed me by poisoning my chicken nuggets with apple seed, and I have died. And she took the bullet out of my penis. And then she puts it into the freaking gun that she has. That's new. I haven't heard anything. No, about that was from their freaking beginning. There's a one bullet. There's a gun that she has that she can load into with a bullet that is your that is in your freaking. Okay. You're imagining all of that. Yep. And the, what is the question? What how do you, do you want feel? To, how do you feel about it? Feel uh, weird about it. I don't know. I didn't think okay. that. Yeah, good answer. I didn't think uh, sperm answer, could sur- survive for a year. I forgot that's what we were freaking talking I thought we were talking about a freaking bullet from the freaking... Yeah, yeah, I forgot it was about the freaking sperm. The old man and the sperm. Yeah, I guess... That'd be a good, be a good name for a book. Yeah, and say la vie for, for the man with the yeah. sperm. May he live on through the breath of another. Last week, a child at Auburn School found a jar of cocaine on a playground and tasted the powder, according to KIRO 7 News. The student of Evergreen Heights Elementary reportedly found the powder in a glass jar and tasted its contents. Testing done by the Auburn Police Department determined that the powder was cocaine. The child was okay, but at this point, it's unclear how the jar got there in the first place. Quote, we bring this to your attention because it is a great time to remind your students that they should never eat, drink, or inhale something unless it comes from a trusted adult. Drugs are a community problem, and it takes the entire community to keep students safe. A statement from the school district read. In the wake of the incident, teachers were told to talk to students about, quote, what to do if they see anything that makes them uncomfortable and share how to report the concern to a trusted adult. So... First of all, I find something very interesting here. They say that we should never, we should remind students that they should never eat, drink, or inhale something unless it comes from a trusted adult. Now, what would we be making them inhale? What would the trusted adult make them inhale? Doug Jordan, you're a father. 
the first thing that comes to my mind is an inhaler. If they have asthma. Sandy the Sandman Fargus is an example of how a teacher might broach this subject. Um, and that subject being they have caught one of their freaking children, students, um, freaking high on freaking cocaine or yeah, they found a, the cocaine. Snorting a whole jar full of cocaine, I guess. Um, I suppose, um, if I were a freaking uh, teacher, a freaking professor, a freaking arithmetic, and I were to walk out into the freaking playground and one of my freaking students was, um, cutting up freaking lines of freaking cocaine and freaking snorting it, uh, I would say, I would probably say, um, I, I, I mean, I would probably say, uh, excuse me, what is this? Wait, what was that? I'd probably say, excuse me, what is this? Perhaps, I mean, perhaps maybe you could play the freaking student in this freaking scenario, uh, and that would make this a little bit better. Okay, so. All right, well, see, now I feel like hearing those noises, I might approach this freaking differently. Um, Jesus, I would probably say, Jesus Christ. Um, excuse me, what the heck, what are you freaking doing? Math homework. Doesn't this is not this, you call this freaking math homework? This is me holding up the freaking jar at that point. Yeah, I mean no. Yeah, I guess it, I don't know. I guess that's how I freaking do it. I, I would say you can't. What are you freaking doing? You can't freaking do this. Well, or do you make him finish it? Teach him a lesson he'll never forget. Yeah. Well, you can't uh, do that. I mean, I think you. I think that could get kill you into a lot of freaking trouble, especially if the kid freaking dies. Yeah, a horrible sight that would be. Dead child on the playground. No, can you imagine that? The phone call. God, what would that possibly go like? As with me as the freaking teacher. Yeah. All right, well, we can do this freaking scenario. All right, um, all right, so I'm on the telephone. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hello, who is this? This is Mrs. Burgess. Um, that's what I was afraid of. Um, I have terrible news. Oh, God, what is it? I found your son, little Billy, on the playground today with a jar of freaking cocaine, and, well, I took it upon myself to teach the boy a freaking lesson, um, and I thought... And the best way to freaking do that was I sit the boy down and make him freaking snort the whole freaking jar. Unfortunately, um, the boy, uh, the boy freaking expired shortly thereafter um, from too much, uh, from too many, too many freaking drugs, from too much freaking cocaine. If I'm being freaking honest with you, you gotta be kidding me. He's dead. Yeah, he's on the yeah, he's on the playground. He's dead. I think that was well done. Yeah. And, and I would obviously then freaking apologize. I'm sorry. I freaking didn't know. Anyway, but that's it. You think it would go that smoothly if you if you were a teacher and you found a kid on a playground with a jar of cocaine, you said, well, I guess you're going to have to snort it all to learn your lesson. The kid dies and you call the parent. And you say, I-, I made your kid do this. The parent would just say, oh, okay. And they would hang up the phone 
and it would be a job well done. What what I more is there to this, say? This parent said, "You got me. You kidding me?" Yeah. Obviously, I was communicating that I was upset and both surprised. I just don't think that's very realistic. Well, Doug Jordan, how would you, you respond? Parent, you'd, be, you'd be freaking. You'd be bouncing off the freaking walls. You'd say, "Yeah, I can't believe you would do such a thing." I need to speak to the freaking principal and you call the freaking principal and the principal is trying to freaking back the teacher. But then all of a sudden the teacher's like, Oh no, this is not good. And the principal freaking fires the teacher and the teacher ends up going to freaking jail. Meanwhile, you're trying to make funeral arrangements. You're calling family members. You're seeing if you can get one of them little caskets. It's a nightmare, Doug Jordan. You really think you'd have time to get the teacher in trouble for just trying to do the, their God's honest best. Not an easy job being a teacher. Yeah, but that's not their best. If you found a kid with a jar of cocaine on the playground, you say, I guess you have to do this all now. That's being a bad freaking role model, being a bad teacher. It's a bad idea. Hmm. Did you say broach this subject because you really want a broach for your birthday or? Yeah. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Melanie's Louise. Uh, yeah. So, do you guys have any plans? This evening? Uh, I could probably free something up. I could probably read. I probably get a little bit of re- every time. I can go for a freaking. I can go for a freaking beer. Yeah, I can do. I, I'm available. Maybe a burrito. You'd like me to be? Maybe a cake. Maybe get some chicken nuggets. Maybe get a cake. Maybe we can stop at freaking the local freaking grocer and pick up a freaking cake on the way to freaking Ortega Grill. Big cake, not a little cake. Now, didn't you already, didn't you eat a freaking cake with a raw egg on top? Kicked it yourself last night? It was at 12 midnight. It was yesterday, basically. Today is my birthday. I will have a cake, a big cake. All right. Okay, it's fine. We can talk about my gifts. of our week studios W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester a brooch yeah.